Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott with you on Oilers Now. We'll tell you that Frank Saravalli normally does Tuesday's show at 1230. He will join us on tomorrow's edition of uh, Oilers Now. Uh, you can, by the way, uh, know that guests on the show receive certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. It's the greatest steak you've ever had. Follow the sizzle to 99.90 Jasper Avenue and tell Chris and Chef Altaf that Oilers now sent you. Uh, Roos Chris is open Tuesday through Sunday from 5 p.m. until midnight. And uh, this text comes in on the Ashley Fine Floors text line from Cactus Jack, who says... The dynamic duo from Sportsnet is reunited. Mac T and Stoffer can't wait for Sportsnet intermissions. That one, the dynamic duo. I know it's, I don't know, is it like, well, anyhow, let's let's get to it. Uh, we are pleased to welcome back to the show the general manager, uh, one-time general manager and head coach of the Edmonton Oilers. Of course, an Oilers alum. He's going to be involved in the Battle of Alberta Golf Tournament here over the next couple days. Undoubtedly, one of the highlights for him is that he gets to see me again. Hello, Craig. How are you doing? Uh, yeah, it's the 90% version of the dynamic duo here. Uh, Mac T and Red Deer. <laughs> I'll give you ten percent of the dynamic duo. Oh, I don't know about that, but uh, you're no, we had kind. fun. You're far we, too we, well, Okay, yeah, ninety-two percent. No, it was uh, it was fun. I, I enjoyed that with you. It was good, and you were always so good to me. Uh, the morning of the games and stuff like that. You and I would catch up for twenty or twenty-five minutes or something before the game, and. Uh, I mean, I was always uh, current going into the game, so I enjoyed it. Hopefully, hopefully I can uh, get back on there uh, in the fall and do a little bit more of it. Well, I'd love to see it. All right. Uh, are you already in Red Deer? I am, yeah. Right. We're at the Red Deer Country Club and uh, just having lunch with Charlie Huddy and uh Bucky, we're going out to play a little golf here before uh, the event tonight. Awesome stuff. Uh, we're looking forward to it. Uh, this is a really cool thing how this has grown. Terry Lowen and Al Sims, and we have Mark Jones coming up from the Children's Advocacy Center out of Central Alberta uh, a little bit later on today's show. Craig, it's a wonderful cause. How 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 much fun is it to to you know spend some time with your former teammates and Oilers alumni, but also you know to have some fun with those guys that you know you you guys used to have all those battles with wearing the red yeah well somebody asked me yesterday are, are you guys okay with each other now and i said 
you know what? It took about twenty, twenty-five years, but I think we're we're uh, we're we're fine. Like back in those days, you hated to see the opposition, right? Like if you ever ran into the opposition, whether it's same hotel, you hated running into them because I mean the game was a different game back then. You had to do things that you know were pretty uh, pretty nasty at times. But uh, yeah, no. Now I mean we're all older and. Uh, maybe a little bit wiser, and uh, we 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 get along pretty well. I think we saw Tim Hunter uh, up at the uh, Alberta Sports Hall of Fame induction with Charlie Huddy, and you know it, it was actually uh, fun to run into him and chat with him a little bit. You know, I I couldn't have said that five years ago, but uh, we're pretty good now. Well, I know I've paraphrased this story to you before, but I think of uh, of all things, the Game of Thrones, and it was like uh, I don't know, season five or whatever, and all these guys that hated each other and fought each other for all these years all had to band together to take on this force, and they're all staring each other down. And the one guy says, "We're all on the same team, man. We're all breathing." Right? There comes a certain yeah, point yeah, where you're yeah. just happy. You know what I mean, Craig? Like yeah. the reality yeah. is, it's great. To, it's great to see anyone. Once you get to about 50, because you never know. So, uh, Well, that's right. We've seen lots of that examples of that lately. Yes, that's for abs- sure. Absolutely. All right. Hey, look, uh, how, was, yeah. how was the year in St. Louis for you? Oh, tough year. Re- really difficult year for, uh, for, for the club and for anybody really involved in it. I mean, when you have pretty hefty expectations going into the year and the performance level of the club is far below the expectation i mean that gap will kill everybody i mean it's just incompetency uh perception of incompetency everywhere and uh, a lot of stress uh a lot of negativity uh in in that environment and it's hard for managers coaches and players to all interact together when 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 that happens so it it, it makes for a long a long season, and it was uh, a pretty difficult one uh, for everybody there. I mean, I had a much different role than what I was used to, so it was easier from that respect for me. Yeah. Um, the coaching staff, I thought, was really good. Craig Berube, a local guy, does a fantastic job, super sharp guy. Uh, Steve Ott, who I didn't know, was a really good coach, too, as well. Mike Van Rin went to Toronto. So we had, uh, we had a good group. David Alexander's the goalie coach. We, we had a good group, but it, it's hard, you know, when you're, when you're losing and we were so streaky that, uh, it was feast or famine. And, uh, then you get to the deadline and you're selling, you, just, you sell a lot of assets and it's, 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 it's difficult. The business is, uh, you know the business, as you know all too well, is is a very difficult business, uh, especially now. Well, you know what, Mac T. Like, there's winning and then there's misery. But I want to ask you about one positive story. One guy, I'm almost certain you would have loved, and that's Jake Neighbors uh, out of the Edmonton Oil Kings. Um, how impressed were you with him as he tried to transition in his first uh, season in the National Hockey League? Yeah, you're right. I liked him a lot, and. Uh, I mean, old school throwback for for a twenty year old kid. I mean, he does a lot of things. He'd be 
very comfortable in the Battle of Alberta. Yes. And he'd be a good asset in the Battle of Alberta. But, uh, no, he, he has a lot of fantastic qualities, a great leader, physical player, pretty good skill set too as well. So I know uh, everybody's excited to see uh, his continued development. But, yeah, he, he's he's a star uh, person on your team and uh, liked him a lot. I know uh, we had a chance to catch up uh, during the playoffs, and I know you were watching the Oilers during the playoffs. And did you think uh, that when Edmonton, uh, Elliot Friedman said before the start of the Edmonton Vegas series, he believed with Boston out, uh, Edmonton and Colorado out, he believed Edmonton Vegas was for the Stanley Cup. Did you have a feeling that might be the case as you were watching that series take place? Oh, definitely. And I felt the same way the year before against Colorado. I, I just, I mean, when uh, when Vegas won Game Six so handily, uh, I mean they 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 had a game plan that evolved through the first five games of that series because it was pretty close through the first five games of that series, and I fully expected the Oilers to uh, dominate Game Six, but the way that uh, Vegas, I mean we've talked about this before. Uh, the Stanley Cup champion always evolves through the course of the playoffs. There's no question. You're a much better team at the end of the playoffs than you are going into it. And you get better when you get challenged. And Edmonton was certainly good enough to challenge them to get better. And as a team, you either find that extra gear, get better, or you're eliminated. But Edmonton posed a great challenge to Vegas and they adapted through that, and once they got through that series, it was, you know, they were a much, much better team than they were even through the first couple games of the Edmonton series. And they just, they, they, they figured out a template that worked for them. They were big, strong, mobile, and uh, they, they stuck to that template. Yeah. And uh, it was, you know, they they reached another level that they hadn't played at at any other point during the season. It's funny you mention that, Craig, because I don't know if you remember doing this, but I remember it because I remember where I was when I saw it. It was in 1987, and uh, I was near Clearwater, B.C., working up north, and they interviewed you before Game 7 of the Oilers-Philly series, and you talked about how a team evolves during the playoffs. And he said, hey, we know it's a game seven. We know the pressure's on us. And you said, they're a good team. We're a good team. And we believe in ourselves. And we're evolving. You actually said, yeah. I remember, you said, uh-huh. I think I brought this up with you once before. I could never uh, call you on that yes or no, because I never have that type of recall that you apparently have. Has <laughs> <laughs> anybody ever actually challenged the recall, Craig, all these years? Yeah, somebody told me you've got a great, oh yeah, that was you. <laughs> <laughs> a great ability to recall events. Yeah. Yes. No, that's that's uh, that's very true. I'm not, I'm sure I, I said it because I believe it. You just, I mean, I saw our team in 1990 evolve. And that team was as dominant as any other team that I was a part of a Stanley Cup championship with. And uh, we owed that all to uh, Winnipeg. 
Right. You're down 3 1 to Winnipeg. They win yeah. in double overtime that Dave Ellis. They only, when they did uh, when they did the Heritage Classic, of which, by the way, Craig, you looked pretty good. The joke was you were trying to get a spot as a fourth line center back in the NHL. You were flying around there back in 2016. Well, back in then, they, they could have still used me. I, I don't know why they. <laughs> It was, it was, but it, they must have put the Dave Allen overtime goal about 18 times against the Oilers. I'm like, you keep yeah. playing this goal, the Oilers came back and won the series in seven. You know? That's right. And uh, who lost face off there? I wonder. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was me <laughs> <laughs> on that seeing eye shot. But, it happens. Yeah. So, it happens. Uh, all right. All so, right. you're back to the Battle of Alberta. Uh, you don't have Al McKinnon. Because for some reason, I thought, did you, who did, do you recall any specific Flames players that used to just drive you nuts? Yeah, lots of them. Joel Otto. I mean, I did battle with him. I played with him later on in Philadelphia. It took me a long time to warm up to him, and he's the, the, one of the greatest people you'll meet in the game. But he and I used to headbutt each other on the faceoffs, which doesn't sound too dangerous, except I wasn't wearing a helmet. Right. But he he would he he would uh, he and I did a lot of battles together over the years. I mean, Gary Roberts, Jim Kaplinsky, all those. Tim Hunter was the only guy in my career, and I. I still owe him an apology, but I actually tried to kick him one time. He deserved it. Uh, he did, yeah. I thought, so. I thought he would get away with it, but uh, I could hear the crowd go, ooh, after I attempted it. Uh, but, uh, no, that, that was just, you know, those were some crazy times back in that era. Well, all, all our craziest meetings as a team were always in Calgary in that dressing room. Well, we're going to have some fun tonight. Uh, I think I'm on the un- okay. I'm on the undercard. Thank you for taking time to okay. uh, join us. Bucky's going back to Laval, right? Yes, he is. Yeah, great. Bucky's back to Laval. Safe travels here, and we'll see you tonight. Thanks for uh, having me on. Thanks, Mac T. Take care. Okay. Bye bye. Bye bye. That is uh, former Edmonton Oilers general manager and coach. It's true, Brendan. Who would actually know whether I'm telling you right now the videos out there? They they're interviewing Mac T the day of the game, and it's it's Ken Chillebeck in the story, and he's talking about a series evolving and where we're you know we're like you could tell like everybody was. <laughs> I I can remember they were all oh, the Oilers are going to blow this series against the Flyers, and they didn't. And it and I I will maintain to the day I die, and hopefully that ain't for a while, uh, that the 1987 Stanley Cup team is better than the '85 team. I know they went seven against Philly, and and Craig makes a great point about Boston in 1990. Okay, the Bruins were the favorite in that series, and they were lucky to win a game in that series, and the Oilers routed them a couple times right in Beantown. Like they walk the final goals in the series were either twenty to eight or twenty one to eight in the five games. So there you have it. Uh, I'm hoping he's going to be on the panel this year. What do you think? Absolutely. And if he's not, we better be finding a way to get him on well, our airwaves a lot more. I often. think Reed's going to have him. I think Reed's going to have uh, Craig on as well. Good. So I don't want to. Uh, you know, I don't want to mose Reed's lawn on. Hey, on I'm that. just saying six thirty, Chad specifically. Yes, I hear what you're saying. All right, uh, off to global news. Oh no, wait, we're not there yet. I'm going to bang off some texts, and uh, we're going to have some fun when we come back. And orders now. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. You know, Brendan, um, Matt T brings up an, an interesting point about series evolving. Think of where we're going. We're going to do the show tomorrow live from uh, the Red Deer Golf and Country Club as part of the Battle of Alberta Golf Tournament. Uh, guests on tomorrow's show will include Frank Saravalli, Stuart Skinner, Dylan Holloway, Sheldon Kennedy. Uh, that's kind of what we're looking uh, for so far for tomorrow. But I got to I got to tell you this: you talk about the evolution of a series. So I'm going to throw this out on the Ashley Fine Flores text line at seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Which series did you think the Edmonton Oilers were going to lose at some point that they came back and won? I wasn't sure the Oilers were going to beat Boston in 1990, and they walloped them. I will tell you, last year, Calgary won 9-6 in Game 1, up 3-1 in Game 2. If you had told... I, I saw Daryl Sutter, that event we did in Irma. I'm like, if you, I, I'm still kind of in shock how quickly everything changed in that series. I'm not saying I thought the Oilers were going to lose the series, but Calgary, the majority of the experts had picked the Flames, and the Oilers took them apart in five games and won the final four games of the series. So, um, I didn't think L.A. would take Edmonton to seven two years ago. That, to me, that was the McClellan factor, that he, his coaching played a, a part of that because he got the most out of that team. The Oilers winning in six this year. If you had, does anybody remember the picture of Oilers owner Daryl Cates? At the end of the first period of game four, Kings are up 2-1. They'd won two games in overtime. The Kings are up 3 nothing. After one in game number four, and they show, I'm looking down on the monitor, and I can see a picture of Daryl Cates there. And I'm like, you know, it was, you know, like, it wasn't going great. And then the Oilers completely, they never lost another game. They never lost the rest of the way. Came back, won the game in overtime, took it to the Kings pretty good in game five back at Edmonton, and then won game six on Yamamoto's late goal. So um, I didn't think the Oilers in 84 were going to beat the Islanders. For, why would I? The Islanders kept on, I mean, they'd won like, what did they win, like 19 straight playoff series before Edmonton had beat them in 84? In 85, I thought for sure the Oilers were going to win. And I'll be honest with you, in 87, I thought the Oilers were going to win the Cup. 88 against Calgary again. Flames finished ahead of Edmonton in the regular season. So Texas on the Ashley Fine Floors, well, there's one obvious one, except I did pick them. How old were you in 06? Oh, man, I was 12. So you're a hockey fan of that at that age? Yeah, definitely. I was playing hockey for a long time at that point. Uh, yeah, like, did you think the Oilers were going to beat Detroit in round one? Uh, I don't even recall them playing Detroit in round one. 
Okay, there you go. Well, <laughs> on this day, on this show called Oilers, uh, we talked. No, but the point I made, like I remember doing the show yeah. with Spec, the other station, and he's like Detroit and three. <laughs> and I'm like, you know what? It's kind of like that point where they're sitting there talking to Apollo Creed. This guy's all wrong for you, man. Talking about Rocky. It's a southpaw. And he does. It. The orders were all wrong for Detroit back in 06. And it ultimately came to fruition. They won in six. Arguably the best coaching job Mac T did. I think that's fair to say. So, text us at 780-496-0063 on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. All season long, the Oilers Now Injury Report is brought to you by James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. Trent Brown, Jim Brown, the gang at James H. Brown, they have over 250 years of experience. It's as simple. They're the most experienced to get you the best results, and they care about Edmonton. Big supporters of the Edmonton Oilers, the Edmonton Elks, and the University of Alberta Golden Bears. Into the text line we go. 780-496-0063. Um, Bob, what about the Avs series in 1998? Cujo was awful through five games, and the Oilers' roster was a, fa- a fraction of what the Avs were. Cujo caught lightning, and the Oilers made the comeback from Randy. Well, wait a sec here on Cujo. Didn't he stop like 92 out of 93 shots in the final three games? So, again, you can text us at 780 uh, this text comes in. I think that Florida this year was more of a shocker uh, because uh, they moved on to beat old Toronto. Again, you can text us at 780-496-0063. Jake in a coffee shop says, speaking of the Oilers, you know, not thinking they could win, and they did. How about round 2 of 06 against the Sharks down 2 nothing, and lost both games bad in San Jose? They did lose both games. The score was close. It all changed when Pronger took out uh, Smith's teeth and then comes back and assists the winner in OT from Jake in a coffee shop. What I would say to that, Jake, it, I, I'd argue that series changed when Rafi Torres absolutely crushed, obliterated Milan Mahalik because Milan Mahalik was a big part of their second line, and Rafi caught him with a hit today. That'd be a five-game suspension. And he skated right through them and just took them right out of the series. And they were never really the same. Again, there it is. No, it changed with the Tories hit on Mahalik. Yes, I agree with the texter. Thank you very much. Joel in uh, Lethbridge says, Bob, the Oilers uh, come back in San Jose down three. He's saying down 3-1. Is, they were down 2 nothing in the series. Then the series was, they won four straight. So it wasn't, yeah. People are uh, forgetting how many games it was. We're, that's the most we're getting here. Another one here. Kevin says San Jose in 06 down 2 nothing. Uh, series went into triple overtime. It was intense. And the Rollison Gloves save on Chichu. And then Horkoff, three overtime winner, completely flipped the series. You can text us 780 496 Bob, what, Richard says, what about Dallas in 1997? Well, Dallas and Ken Hitchcock finished way ahead of the Evans Oilers that year. And the Oilers, what was interesting about that series is the Oilers won, what did they win? They won game five in Dallas and game seven in Dallas. I think in overtime. Didn't Ryan Smith score in overtime in game five? We all know that uh, Todd Marchant scored in game seven. Uh, 
Bob, what was the one player you couldn't stand to watch in the Calgary Flames? Neil Sheehy. Like, the guy I respected the most was Poplinski. I would have loved if Poplinski had been an oiler. He was he was legitimately tough, and he'd fight anybody if he had to. Hunter, you know, Hunter was he Hunter was a could fight all day. He didn't, you know, he didn't. Throw, but Poplinski was a pretty good player, and he could back it up. So for me, she because she was a bit of an agitator, and I, I wasn't the biggest fan of Paul Baxter either. Well, I'll say this about Baxter: he had a hell of a left hand, but he um, some he got guys hated him around the league. Apparently, he was quite a nice man off the ice. Again, you can text us at 780-496-0063. What about the disaster against L.A. in 82? Well, we're talking about series where you didn't think the Oilers were going to win, that they ultimately did. Not a series that you thought the Oilers were going to win, that they didn't. Um, Bob, did anybody expect... Bob, how can you miss this one? Did anybody expect the Oilers to beat the Canadians in 1981? Touche. It's true. No one did. And they didn't just beat them. They won in three straight. And Gretzky had, what, 11 points in three games and went plus nine. Thanks for coming out. All right, off to a global news weather traffic update with Randy Kilburn. And when we come back, we're going to talk to uh, Mark Jones from the Children's Advocacy Center out of Red Deer. This is Oilers Now.